Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading Micah chapter 6 from the World English Bible. Listen now to what Yahweh says. Arise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear what you have to say. Hear, you mountains, Yahweh's controversy, and you enduring foundations of the earth. For Yahweh has a controversy with his people, and he will contend with Israel. My people, what have I done to you? How have I burdened you? Answer me. For I brought you up out of the land of Egypt, and redeemed you out of the house of bondage. I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. My people, remember now what Balak, king of Moab, devised, and what Balaam the son of Beor answered him from Shittim to Gilgal, that you may know the righteous acts of Yahweh. How shall I come before Yahweh and bow myself before the exalted God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will Yahweh be pleased with thousands of rams, with tens of thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my disobedience, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has shown you, O man, what is good. What does Yahweh require of you but to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? Yahweh's voice calls to the city, and wisdom sees your name. Listen to the rod and he who appointed it. Are there yet treasures of wickedness in the house of the wicked, and a short ephah that is accursed? Shall I be pure with dishonest scales and with a bag of deceitful weights? Her rich men are full of violence, her inhabitants speak lies, and their tongue is deceitful in their speech. Therefore I also have struck you with a grievous wound. I have made you desolate because of your sins. You shall eat but not be satisfied. Your humiliation will be within you. You will store up but not save, and that which you save I will give up to the sword. You will sow but won't reap. You will tread the olives but won't anoint yourself with oil, and crush grapes but won't drink the wine. For the statutes of Omri are kept, and all the works of Ahab's house. You walk in their counsels, that I may make you a ruin, and her inhabitants a hissing, and you will bear the reproach of my people. That is the end of chapter 6. I'm struck by how much Yahweh is pleading with them. To the rebellious, it may sound only like condemnation, but consider that he could have just wiped everyone out without any warning. He has been patient. He has been very available for relationship and consultation. He even here says in verse 3, what have I done to you? He describes that he has rescued and protected them. In verse 5, he reminds them of both Egypt and Balaam, Egypt being a case of rescue and Balaam being a case of no one could even verbally utter curses on them when God forbade it. In verses 6 and 7, he makes the case that he doesn't desire sacrifices, and this isn't the only place that he does this, but rather he desires goodness, justice, mercy, and humility. 
This would be in contrast to the demonic and false so-called gods who say only if people offer sacrifices, often gruesome and immoral sacrifices, only then will people be spared capricious neglect or bad humor. Those sacrifices have nothing to do with the goodness that God offers people. There is nothing we can offer Yahweh of our own, as he speaks about here, nothing that can deal with our sins. What do we really have of our own anyway when he is the creator and sustainer of all? He says what we need to do is follow him. Now here it doesn't talk about the atonement for our sin, specifically that he will provide in Jesus. But if we are walking as he says, then our faith in him leads to that. As Jesus says, all the law and the prophets and the Psalms are about him. Luke 24, 44. Verse 9 says, listen to the rod. And this is reminiscent of other places where the rod is spoken of. Psalm 2 speaks of the rod of iron disciplining the rebellious nations. But Psalm 23 says, thy rod and thy staff comfort me. His rod is a weapon against wickedness, but an extension of his merciful arm for protection for his sheep who follow him, as Jesus mentions in John 10.27. Then Isaiah 11.1 1 also uses the rod as a metaphor for another way to refer to the branch of Jesse, the Messiah. The rest of the chapter seems pretty straightforward after discussing things like cheating scales and all the bloodshed mentioned in some of our other recent readings. Deceitful speech is included here, and the references to Ahab's father Omri and Ahab himself highlight both their wickedness that is being followed and the history of it in Israel. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey. 